you're looking for the latest information on Southern University sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. This is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place for the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Here are the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Roundtable, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The ONG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way. You consume HBCU sports one broadcast at a time.
Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah, man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot. And who the ball? So listen to Professor, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Cavill with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. <clears throat> This is Dr. Cavill with it. Yeah. This is Dr. Cavill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Fish. Mike Washington is out on assignment, so we're going to get in uh, with the coaches. We have T.C. Taylor, head coach, Jackson State University, uh, with the number two FCS class, according to Light on Sports, and the number one HBCU FCS signing class for 20, 2023. So certainly getting off on the right foot anytime that you get a good class and it's ranked anywhere above top five, you know, I'd be like, oh, mm, you might have to make sure you have a big party for us. <laughs> you give me a little nervous for me. <laughs> Take a step back. Yeah. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Glad to be on the show again. You know, anytime I can get on here and talk a little ball with you guys and it's an exciting time, you know. Um, guys are working hard here on campus. Like you said, we had an amazing signing class. Still tr uh, looking to add a few more pieces, but I'm doing well. It's a good start. Good deal. How you doing, Charles? I'm doing phenomenal, Doc. I'm doing phenomenal. I get a chance to get my bet, get my coach on here. <laughs> talk, You've been talk, smiling talk, quite a bit lately. I'm, I'm happy. I'm a happy camp. <laughs> and welcome to episode 363 Inside the HBC Sports Radio Show and Podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBC guys for all things HBC sports, for institutions large and small, from NEIA to the NCAA. We share insights and information on the HBC sports culture, HBC athletic aesthetics, and facilitate the story of HBC athletic programs in the business of HBC sports, as we just call it the HBC sports pedagogy, or as Coach Taylor would. Tell you, you know, top two, top five, top mm -hmm. number one HBCU recruit class. You know, I'm just saying. I'm your host, Dr. Yadda Cavilla, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment. I don't know if it's something about the recruiting class or what. Maybe he's out there recruiting himself, but he's out to get this done. <laughs> We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to K-Sway's 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Fame or multi-Hall of Fame in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University. From Houston, Texas. Today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency LLC. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Let's get right to it. In all serious, like I said, light on college sports 2023 FCS uh, South recruiting rankings as of February 7, 2023. Uh, they recognize Jackson State 
with 59 points, which uh, talked about three stars in terms of 17 players, at least, uh, that they uh, were able to compute. Uh, two four-star players, uh, which is always significant. Obviously, you know, stars are what they are. Uh, but how do you feel about this recruiting class just overall in terms of your coaches and what you're able to do to beat the bush to get some talent in the Jackson State University? The reason I feel good about it, Doc, is I think we answered needs. You know, um, we lost quite a few guys to the portal this past December. And um, I thought we did a good job of refilling those positions with quality players that we think can come in here and play for us right away. Um, you look at those two two four-star kids, you know, uh, Seven McGee, uh, Phil Webb, you know, coming from LSU and Oregon, those type of programs. Anytime you can bring those type of caliber athletes into a program, you know, um, it does tremendous for our football team, does a tremendous thing for our football team, as well as those three-star. But to be honest with you, we don't recruit like we're basically looking for stars. We're looking for guys that fit what we want to do. Um, that's why the visits are so important, you know, because – you know, I, I, not only do you want them to be good football players, but they got to fit your culture. They got to fit your culture. And a lot of times when you dibble-dabbing mm -hmm. around and bringing all these new faces in here, if they can't gel and put a good chemistry together and a good product on the field, you're going to have problems, no matter how talented they are. So I feel like we, you know, myself and our coaching staff did a phenomenal job meeting those parents when they came in on the visits, sitting down bedding these young men. And, you know, um, I think all of them was a great fit for our program. Good point. Charles, you want to follow up with a question? Yeah, and I wanted to ask a little bit about this, uh, Coach, uh, in this regards. Uh, one thing that struck me with this recruiting class is uh, the re there isn't a regionality, a regionality to it. Uh, there are players from New York, from Florida, California, Mississippi, Georgia. You guys really, uh, um, for the most part, uh, really opened up the recruiting map to, uh, with regards to Jackson State University. Talk a little bit about that. Definitely. I mean, when you look at it across the United States, uh, I mean, it's a lot of football players that want to be a part of Jackson State. You know, mm -hmm. no matter what state you're coming from, if you can play the game, you're a good human being, we want you to be here. You know, whether that's Cali, Hawaii, or whatever, and you can help us win games and you're looking to get an education, and that's how we kind of looked at it. At the same time, too, we had to dig back into Mississippi. You know, yeah. there was some good talent here in state that uh, wanted to be a part. Parents uh, went to school here, and, you know, that puts more butts in the seats. You know, so we wanted to bridge that gap, too, as well, those Mississippi kids. But, you know, uh, it's open to the, the, the nation to meet with me when it comes to recruiting. If you want to be a part of Jackson State and, and can help Jackson State and help us win football games, you know, we, we're going to open you with open arms. Coach, how, how has the nature of recruiting changed? Uh, and you talked about – guys who could come in and play right away. Uh, gone are the days where, you know, a freshman comes in and kind of waits on develops. his time. Yeah, yeah develops. Yeah. Uh, but how mm -hmm. does that change? How does that change, you know, the way you evaluate players? Well, like I said, it, it's a day-to-day -day deal where I evaluate our current roster, you know. And um, the play right now, guys, are, like I said, the guys that you're going to be the needs when you get kind of low at certain positions. But still at the same time, you know, you got to be careful with your culture. So that's why we still had a pretty good crop of high school kids coming in as well. But we know how it is now. I mean, everybody wants to win right now. You know, that, and that's what kind of what the portal allows you to do if you can get the right kids out of there. But coaches sitting around in programs four or five years now, it's, it's tough to do because yeah. they really don't give you time to develop. So you got to win right now. So, you know, that's the reason you go in the portal. And also when you bring in those high school kids, it's – 
you, you know, they got to be able to play. You know, when I played football here at Jackson State, you know, red shirt was the thing. <laughs> you, yeah. you tell a kid red shirt now, he's ready to leave your program. You know, that every kid wants to play right now, and that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You're talking about fit, um, obviously needs and culture. Uh, big event this past Saturday really showed out the Jackson mm-hmm. State University in terms of a lot of momentum and what that culture is like in terms of love and affinity with Jackson State University, all things including obviously the football team and you connected to it. How do you measure like culture and fit? How, what are some things that you can look at or maybe ask in terms of trying to see if somebody likely will be able to fit into your culture? Um, but like, you put all your chips on the table for them when you're talking to these recruits and tell them what's their expectation on a day-to-day basis. You know, we talk about working hard, you know, um, wanting that degree. Represent your family well while you're here. And then we do a good job of checking, you know, what are some things you've done at your past places that you've been to, even at the high schools. You know, and if a couple of those boxes don't check, then we kind of move on from you. You know, and that, that that's a good – I think uh, myself and our coaches did a great job of that. But every program has a culture. If you can get guys to buy into it and, and believe in those things and believe in the guy that's leading that charge, you know, I think you've got something special. Those are the programs that are really winning football games right now. Coach, I looked at the schedule. Um, I, I know you like – y'all like to play anybody, anywhere, anytime, but you know, I'll, I'll be watching, that's for sure. Uh, you're talking about the entertainment factor, but in all seriousness, uh, big – Time matchups uh, with your fans. Oh, yeah. Great before. So just wanted to share that. Uh, appreciate the way that the schedule is set up and the, how you jump mm-hmm. into everything and just move forward by having a yes. tough schedule. I did want to give you one uh, last opportunity to share anything uh, with oh, your fans oh, or anything oh. in terms of they appreciate uh, what's going on there. Let me Looks like uh, they play. Don't turn on your lights. <laughs> That's that sensor went out on it. That's that sensor. Oh, you, yeah. <laughs> you got them automatic lights. I see what happens. You got them automatic lights. It scared me. Energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but, yeah, go ahead. Give you a, a minute or so to close out before we go to break. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to this upcoming season, like you said, with some of the challenges we faced early on. It's going to tell us a lot about about this football team, you know, going forward, you know, into that second half of the season. Anytime you can start out with a team like South Carolina State, FAMU, and the Southerns, and the Texas State, you know, I'm going to learn, a, uh, you know, I, I'm going to learn a lot about our football team early and, and, you know, see how we can find ways to finish this thing out in the second half. I think the spring is important for us, too. I'm lo- really looking forward to what we're going to do out here in spring ball this spring because – uh, one thing about it, we got three quarterbacks on campus now that can really play football. They're really good quarterbacks. It's just getting those guys, like I talk to them every day, about making sure that your teammates believe in you, and that's going to be the guy. You know, and I think going out, leaving out of spring ball when we're done, we'll have a good idea of what this football team is going to be looking like this year. So I, I want all the fans to keep the excitement. You know, keep the excitement. You know, understand that we're working our butts off over here. Our kids are working their butts off over here. You know, and uh, that's what's amazing to me right now, Doc, is everything in new, is new, but how quick it's coming together. You know, and I know that equals a few yeah. wins right there, but everything is new from strength coach on down, you know, including myself, you know, and then this football team that we have here this spring. But just to watch it on a day-to-day basis is unbelievable. So it, it got to equal to something good come this fall. I like it, Jackson State University in the house. I see you. Yeah, I got mine. I got just just in case I got to get out there. I don't want, I don't want no trouble. 
Uh, with that being said, we'd love to get you back during spring uh, practice, uh, whether it's pre or post. Uh, mm-hmm. Give you some updates and give your fans some updates and just uh, continue to chat as you build the program and continue to move Anytime, things forward. Anytime. We want to say thank you for your time. Okay, With that, we'll be right back after this break. Uh, we'll come back and give you some updates quickly on some basketball poll rankings, and then we'll carry on and get you into some other interviews in the second part of the show. Stick with us. We'll be right back after the break. As you know, this is Jack State University. Uh, head coach T.C. Taylor. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Go Tigers. Guard the yard. No tigers. <laughs> Go to guard the yard. Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll. Everybody, <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Since 2002, Empowerment Resources Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties through its programs Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love laugh and who the ball, ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir yes, and pay attention because he going to teach a lesson. Back, Doc. All right. This is Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Mike Watson, Charles Bishop. Mike is out on the assignment. Let me give you the poll rankings. Uh, not real changes here in terms of what's going on. So nobody dropped out. So we'll move through this pretty fast. Receiving votes, though, is interesting. Southern Jaguars sit at 9 and 11, 6 and 3 in terms of the conference race. Alabama and and Bulldogs are sitting at 8 and 11, 6 and 3 in terms of the race here. You have Prairie A&M Panthers, 9 and 11, 6 and 3 uh, in terms of big win over Bethune that sit right behind them. Uh, at 7 and 12, 6 and 3 after their trip into Texas with 10 points. So 28, 13, 11, and 10, respectively. But let's jump in the top five. You've heard this. They stay in Kings as they are. But number five, you have Howard Bison sit at 9, 11, 5, and 2, 61 points. Previous rank five. Uh, you also have at number four, Jackson State Tigers, 11 and 8, 8 and 1. Uh, in terms of what the are doing in the poll ranking there. Uh, sitting number at number three. Uh, I think I got the wrong poll ranking here. Let me see, because they moved. Oh, let me make sure. Metro? Okay, I got you. I appreciate it. Yes, at number four. <clears throat> Actually, let me start this over. Dropping out of the poll this week, there are some changes uh, in the poll. 
dropping out was Southern as they took two losses this weekend in terms of they at 12 and 12-8-3. Thank you for catching that, Charles. Charles got nervous when I said Jack State. He said, hold on. I, I, I started scrambling. Like, wait, wait, receiver, wait, 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 State Tigers is 28-8-3. Warrior State Bears is 12-11-5-3. Southern Jaguars is 12-11-5-3. Yep. I'm going to make sure I got the right graphic up. I'm sorry. We're doing the women. Men. Start out with the women. women. Okay. Okay, I got yeah. you. Sorry about that, fellas. Mm-hmm. So women, as I said, was Howard sitting at five, Jackson State sitting at four, Jackson State Tigers 11 and eight, eight and one at 86 points. At number three, Norfolk State Spartans sit at 17 and four, five and one, 88 points. And number two is North Carolina A&T State Aggies sitting at 14 and 6, 8 and 1. Three place votes, uh, 104 points. And number one is Morgan State Bears sitting at uh, number one ranking as they continue to do it for the fifth week uh, in terms of some of the rankings there and changes going in as we go there. Let's get back into some poll rankings. As we get into it, Charles, you have any comment in terms of the top five on the women's side? No, I think you uh, hit the nail right on the head, especially with regards to uh, Morgan State. I mean, they're 7-0 in conference play. Uh, they, they have been playing some lights-out basketball. So uh, you take a look at uh, these top two teams, especially in the NBA, Morgan State and Norfolk State. They've been playing some some great ball. you got Jackson State. They've won, I believe we're looking at seven or eight on the road now. Uh, but the teams that they're playing now are not even within, you know, 15 points of them. So I expect Jackson State to actually move up a little bit uh, as we go to, toward the, uh, uh, we get, you know, cooking in February as we move towards Mars. Yeah, I'm going to have to update this poll on Thursday um, because it has the old poll here. And Jackson State actually moved up this week in terms of some okay. of those talents. Uh, A&T took a loss. They went one and two. Uh, Spartans, uh, they split some victories. So Jackson State slides up a little bit. So we'll see if we can get you an update uh, on Thursday that actually reveals the major division. Let's go to a break. We'll come back on the other side. Uh, we'll get into our second interview, give you some more updates in terms of the coaching rankings. Be right back after this break. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. offers the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class. Yeah, it rocks. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus 
personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. <laughs> It's like a loop machine. All around town, trying to get down. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. And who the ball? ball? So listen to Professor Yesa and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Coach Willie Simmons. That's Florida A&M Rattler. Oh, man. It looks good in there, Coach. You doing well? Trying to do well, bro. Just, I see. I see. Give you an update as uh, we're doing a little interviews here. Wanted to talk about this top recruiting class. Uh, top three overall FCS. Top number two in terms of HBC ranking. Three stars in terms of uh, ten players there, including a five star. Got your hands on a five star as well. I know stars are different things that fans get all excited about, but in terms of what you were able to do, talk a little bit about this recruiting class and why you're so excited about. It. Uh, well, yeah. First off, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, shout out our recruiting department, uh, my director of recruiting, mm -hmm. Devin Riss Risson. I direct the Bone Campus Recruiting, uh, Kendall Perry, uh, along with our coaching staff and support staff, uh, did an amazing job this year of just, you know, making FAMU a destination place uh, for, for you know, student athletes and their families to come and, and visit us, whether it be unofficial visits, official visits, coming to games, uh, you know, elite prospect camps, you name it. You know, so we've, we've had over a thousand, uh, you know, PSAs on our campus over the last year. And, you know, we have a saying here, if we can just get them on campus, you know, we have a chance because we have something great to sell here. And, uh, you know, we've done a really good job over the last few years. So, uh, like you said, the stars, obviously, uh, it's nice to have for the fans. But, you know, we'll see how these guys are once we strap it up in a couple of weeks. And uh, once the new coming freshmen get here this summer. But, uh, you know, right now we feel really good about the class we've been able to put together. I'm let your old friend over there, Charles, follow up with a question. <laughs> well, Coach, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh... – of being able to uh, really retain the talent there in the Tallahassee area, tremendous amount of talent right there uh, in, in your backyard. But uh, you guys really tapped into it and, and, and really was able to, uh, for, for the most part, like retain talent uh, that was right around uh, Florida a &E. Yeah. So, you know, when we started, uh, you know, really five and a half years ago, um, you know, I, I, I philosophy was we wanted to build a fence around the big Bend area, you know, the big mm -hmm. Bend stretches from my hometown of Quincy, Florida, Gadsden County, all the way down I-10, you know, past Swanee County, 
Uh, and so it's about 10 counties right there. Uh, all small counties outside of Leon County where Tallahassee is, obviously, but a lot of really good talent here um, oftentimes gets overlooked. And, and, and a lot of times the guys uh, leave and go, you know, far off to play football. And so um, not just retaining the high school talent here, but this past class, we did a really good job of bringing back, um, you know, transfers that are from the Tallahassee area. We have five young men of the 13 that we have in school currently through the transfer portal uh, that are from the Tallahassee area. You know, so we're really excited about that to be able to, to not only keep our homegrown talent here, but also, uh, you know, attract it to come back and, uh, you know, through the, via the transfer portal. Hey, Coach, and I've been asking coaches this question, but uh, from your perspective, how has recruiting changed uh, just in the last two, three years, especially when you talk about uh, the transfer portal and uh, the way you go about recruiting players? Uh, it pretty much is a, uh, uh, in terms of recruiting guys, it's like play now. Uh, from that standpoint, uh, how do you see it from a coach's standpoint in regards to uh, bringing guys in that can contribute right away? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that the transfer portal has allowed many of us to do uh, is to bring guys in the mid-year. Um, we've always really been able to to capitalize off of transfers. You know, the FCS level, we've always been able to do that. Guys transfer down over the years have been able to play right away. But typically those guys will go through spring practice, you know, at the previous institution, um, you know, and then we would get them after the spring. Uh, much of our mid-year recruiting was geared towards the junior college players. Uh, and then obviously if you have a really good junior college player that's coming out in the mid-year, uh, most of your, your power five and group of five schools will be recruiting that young man. What the transfer portal has done is allowed us to really identify a lot of these guys, you know, early on. So like I said, you know, we have 13 signees. Uh, that are currently on campus that are already here that we signed in December. And uh, and so that's the biggest change. And, and obviously it allows you to fill those voids immediately. Uh, once the season ends, you know who you're, leave, who, who you're losing as far as the seniors. And so you're able to replace those guys right away. Uh, and then after the spring, you'll have a few spots left to maybe, uh, you know, find some in that second wave. But that's really been the biggest change. Uh, it's really affected high school recruiting, honestly. And, um, you know, because you're not signing as many high school players as maybe we once had. But, uh, but no, it, it's, it's a changing landscape. And I think you definitely have to continue to stay on top of it to, to you know, build your roster the way that you need to sure to remain competitive. Wanted to follow up and ask you a question. You just talk about needs. One, if you would talk about how you felt you met your needs. And even more importantly for the fans, if you would, because a lot of fans, uh, like Charles, uh, myself, if you would, think we're coaches in the stand. And so we understand what we believe it needs. But really from a coaching perspective, how how do you go about understanding what are your needs from recruiting class to recruiting class? Well, um, obviously, you know, attrition is just a natural progression. Um, you're going to lose guys every year. And so uh, I, think, I think it's important that you try to stay years ahead uh, not mm. just year to year. So you have to kind of plan out, you know, two years in advance, you know, so in two years, we're going to lose this number of seniors. And so you try to have a plan to replace those guys throughout. And that's how you identify your early prospective student athletes. And so for us, uh, need wise, you know, we, we, we were losing some really good players off last year's team. Some of the best players I've ever coached. Um, Isaiah, um, Isaiah Land, who we just saw in the recent senior bowl this past weekend. Um, you know, best defensive player, you know, pass rushes definitely that we've had uh, really in a long time around here. Xavier Smith, our All-American wide receiver, Christopher Duell, our All-American punter. So, 
you know, trying to replace those guys right away was definitely a huge priority. Uh, but really for us, our need was to really build quality depth on the offensive line uh, and, and on the defensive line uh, and in the defensive back end, the secondary. So we felt we've addressed those needs. Uh, we've signed four defensive backs through the transfer portal, um, and then we signed three defensive ends uh, through the portal as well and two offensive linemen. And so, um, you know, that was the biggest biggest thing we wanted to make sure that we filled, and we feel that this is the deepest. This will be the deepest football team that that we've ever had here. With that being said, we follow up in terms of scheduling. Uh, I know uh, I saw that you personally decided who was going to be the homecoming opponent, or at least that's what I heard. You know, through the grapevine, and, and so <laughs> I'm trying to make sure <laughs> I get down there. But I, I know scheduling can be uh, challenging. You certainly have a tough schedule when you're playing the SWAC, all the teams there. But you also had some Division II programs on there. I know purposely one seems to be on there to make sure you get home games. Can you provide any framework of how challenging scheduling has been uh, as your program continues to assist? Well, um, you know, the, the schedule that's been released is not an official uh, university oh. release schedule. Um, you know, so uh, I don't really want to speak on the, on the schedule right now. Um, obviously, you know, when I talk about the flat schedule, obviously that's not going to change. Um, but you know, obviously right, we're on right. a, we're on a cycle to where um, every couple of years a different team, two two teams roll off and two teams roll on. So you know, we will play the Texas teams this year. You know, so we'll travel to uh, Houston to take on Texas Southern, uh, and then my old stomping grounds, you know, Prairie View will will travel to Tallahassee. So uh, there have been some. Some, uh, I guess, some rumors about who the homecoming opponent will be. Um, I'm not at liberty to speak on that at this current time, but but no, we're excited about Prairie View coming here. You know, obviously, I know Coach McDowell has done a really good job of trying to keep the program going and take it to the next level. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's inevitable, you know, that we were going to have to face those guys eventually, and uh, we're looking forward to, to bringing them here. So, who you know, um, whether it's homecoming or, or, in, or just a regular game. Uh, it's going to be a, a game that we're all looking forward to because of our ties and the familiarities with the tr- with the two staffs and you know, the, a lot of the crossover uh, coaches that have coached on both staffs. And so we're we're looking forward to to the Panthers coming down to the highest of Seven Hills this year. Well, Coach, you know I, I know you have a degree in marketing, so you, you're really good <laughs> in many talent ways, not only with coaching, <laughs> academically as well. You're strong as well. So with that being said, anything – because uh, that was well done. I just want to say that. <laughs> You're good. You're good. I can't wait to get down there. Because every time I come down there, Coach takes care of me. I would say that for all the OG um, men and women out there in terms of Florida A&M, the highest of seven hills, as they like to say around the court, uh, y'all are good people in terms of really knowing how to have fun. But with that means that I'd be remiss if I didn't give you a chance to share anything that you need to share to your fans or people just in general. Well, no, we're, we're just really excited about, you know, the coming season. Uh, we'll start spring ball here in, in a few weeks, and um, our spring game is scheduled for, for April 15th. Um, so we're looking forward to, you know, debuting a lot of these signees that uh, that we've been able to to bring here, you know, over the early signing period. So it's, it's going to be a competitive spring, a lot of positions up for grabs, even though we return a lot of players off last year's team. You know, every position is open, even Jeremy Musa, you know, our, our incumbent uh, at quarterback, you know, uh, he understands that. He's working extremely hard. So, you know, we're just ready to continue to take this next step in the evolution of our program. And, you know, the, the expectations are sky high here on the highest of seven hills. You know, they, they're uh, when you when you coach at a place like FAMU, you know, you understand what comes along with it. 
And so, you know, we're, we're excited. Um, you know, we opened up right down to Miami again, you know, to take on, uh, you know, Jackson state. And, um, you know, so that'll be another, uh, game like it's been the last couple of years that will probably have huge implications on, you know, the, the winner of, of the East division. So we're, we're preparing for that game and, and look forward to seeing everyone down there in Miami guards and, Maybe Bishop will shave that beard that he's grown since Prime left by the end. So, look like he ain't shaved. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. <laughs> what? 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 Is, what? I don't know what Charles trying to prove with that little beard that he's grown all over. So, <laughs> all I know is I told him you were coming on. He said, "All right, I'm okay. I'm not saying I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Okay. All right. I said there's something going on that I ain't quite uh, understand. You're so." Things have changed since the last time I've talked. But uh, all seriousness, we'd love to have you back uh, doing spring game, either post uh, or after, to give us a little more information so we can really get into some players and see how things are moving and some fans, some information they want leading into the season. But I want to say thank you for your time. It's always a pleasure uh, speaking with you. Continue the great work that you're doing over there, fam. You lead young men. Look forward to seeing you, Coach. <laughs> My man. Thank you, guys. <laughs> We'll be right back after this break. I'm trying to make sure Charles gets out of here before you get in trouble. We'll be right back after this break. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you, got, you guys do for us. Let's say I found the one who takes me to another level. Always stays calm under pressure. Most importantly, the one that helps me discover the coolest places. This sounds wonderful. Come outside, I'll introduce you. They're here. Definitely the one. <laughs> Introducing the all-new Nissan Frontier. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love you. So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment. We're going to get into the men's major division poll rankings, top five programs. We had a team that dropped out that was really uh, on a roll for a while, but had a tough weekend as they traveled to the Alabamas. That may give you a little hint. So, but receiving most this weekend is Grandma State Tigers, 15 and 8, and 8 and 3, uh, as they continue to climb. Big victories for them this weekend. Morgan State Bears. 12 and 11, 5 and 3, 31 points. And Southern Jaguars, 12 and 12, 8 and 3, 29 points. Talking about the Southern Jaguars, they dropped out of the poll rankings this week 
uh, as they lose two as they go to the Alabama, both to Alabama A&M and Alabama State. Let's get in the top five because we have a new team in there, Tennessee State Tigers, 14-11, They bounced back. They've won three straight games, so they're playing mm. much better basketball. Uh, and they continue to prove. And with that, they're just a couple of games out of first place as the OVC is cluttered in a lot of ways. Uh, but they were not ranked last week, but they jump in the pool, poll as they are back in the top five. And number four, Alcorn State Braves, hot team here, 12-11, 9-2. Got a big victory uh, that actually puts them in first place with the two losses of Southern as they win in the weekend at number one. They fall out. They're sitting at 8-3 and three and tied with Grambling State at 8-3. Uh, but off Corn State Braves at 83 points in the five spot as they move up a spot. Bringing us to number three, Norfolk State Spartans, 16 to 7, 5 and 2. One first place vote, 85 points. They were ranked four, so they moved up a slot because they were doing well this past weekend. Had the big victory over their rival in Hampton. Played in New Jersey uh, for the big classic up there, the Lex Classic, uh, that had over 13,000 fans for a great showing in terms of New Jersey. At number two, Howard Bison sit at 14 and 10, 6 and 1. Four place votes, 100 points. Number two, Howard is looking solid, solid, and they continue to play good basketball. We'll see if they continue to make the run. Uh, but there's a team ahead of them at number one, Maryland Eastern Shore, the Hawks, that continue to be number one that are playing solid as well. 14 and 8, 6 and 1. Six first place votes, 113 points, sitting at number one. Maryland Eastern Shore continues to be number one ranking as in week number five. Charles, any thoughts in terms of the men top five? Yeah, Norfolk State with a huge win over Hampton, nice out of conference win um, uh, uh, this past weekend. Like you mentioned, huge uh, uh, tennis up there in New Jersey. But if you take a look at Maryland Eastern Shore, Howard, and Norfolk State, one, two, three in the MEAC. Uh, and then uh, we flip over to the SWAC with Grambling with a huge weekend uh, this past weekend. And the thing that jumps out for me with the SWAC, I mean, you have the teams that are really good at the top, Alcorn, Grambling Southern. You got kind of Midland teams right there with Arkansas, Pine Bluff, Jackson, Alabama, a &M, and Bethune-Cookman. But on any given night, uh, those teams that are in the second tier, even third tier, can knock off a team in the first tier in the SWAC. So parity is what jumps out for me uh, with regards to the SWAC. I like the way you say that in terms of the team but how those multiple tiers are able to go in different places and play good basketball. I have a stat that I'll bring up. I've kind of shared it. I've continued uh, week to week and updated. I'll do that in the last uh, part of the show, give you updates, which is going to give you some indication, as you said, just how uh, parity is really solid right now. Let's take our last break. We'll come back on the other side, get you some more information in regards to some top five FCS programs, HBCUs getting it done. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this last break. UltraSoft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin UltraSoft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back. 
back, everybody? <laughs> if we all go, why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. And magnetic and sing from the classrooms to the quad our passion is our purpose we are leaders and legacy so when you look at what we accomplish next you'll know where it started for who you are and who you want to be we're here i'm a millionaire i'm not a millionaire i'm a millionaire I'm not a millionaire. Crypto is complicated, but as a tax expert with crypto experience, you can hand your taxes off to me. You do your thing. We've got your taxes. Into it. TurboTax Live. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love that. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yes, sir. And pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBC Sports Lab. We have the last of our guests uh, as we have another of the top five ranked FCS coach, number three in terms of HBCU, Connell Maynard with this recruiting class. You get it done. That's according to Light on Sports uh, as he has a big class coming in, which included uh, three star players, nine of them according to the uh, ranking. And then Cox graduated. So we want to address the wide receivers and who's able to do that. And then quarterback play, uh, we just want – uh, satisfied with the quarterback play from a year ago. Uh, and so we thought we need to upgrade that position. And uh, so we signed three other guys, two transfers and one high school kid. And we're going to let them all compete. Um, you know, it's not like the other two guys are just on the back burner. Um, they're going to still get to compete because a lot of times you get a little bit better, uh, especially at the quarterback position, uh, the next year that you're in that offense, you know. And so those guys are going on their third mm -hmm. year into that offense. So they should make some major jumps, but if they don't, uh, you know, we, we we just have to play the best guy. Uh, Coach, let me ask this question. Uh, you're well regarded uh, with regards to quarterbacks, a quarterback guru, if you will, but uh, the quarterbacks that you brought in, what, what do they uh, bring to the program? 
they don't do a threat. You know, uh, the freshman is uh, 6'6", and uh, he threw for 3,000 yards and 30 touchdowns last year. And uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to play this year, uh, but he's going to get the opportunity to compete. I played as a freshman. Why can't he play as a freshman? You know, mm. so, uh, you know, my it's not because you're a freshman. You know, you got to wait. You got to sit out. No, I'm going to play the best guy. If he come into camp, learn the system, and he's throwing darts and making plays and getting his in and out of plays and just playing quarterback, moving the chains, he can he beat him out. He beat him out. You know, but the other guys are uh, – can do it both. They can both run the ball and throw the ball, not just one dimensional. Um, and that's what we're looking for. You know, we that running quarterback, Jalen Hurts, you know, he, he puts a different pressure on the defense when he can pull that ball down and run it. Uh, you know, you can't account for that. And so if you can have one, uh, a dual threat quarterback, you want to have one. Sure. Uh, probably the million dollar fan question uh, is what can Alabama AM do to, to, to close the gap between? Uh, Jackson State and family in terms of fighting down in the swacky? Well, that's where it starts. It starts with recruiting. You know, you got to get the players. I tell everybody all the time, I'm only as good as the players, man. You know, uh, uh, we was real good offense when we had a full glass. You know, we weren't quite that good last year without me. So, uh, now I tell y'all, I told you y'all this before, and I tell y'all again, it's only one Hall of Fame coach in the NFL that didn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm-hmm. That Joe Gibbs, mm-hmm. he's the yep. only one. All the All rest right. of them here, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Okay, so the coach is only as good as his players. And if you got a quarterback, you got a, you got a chance. So uh, it's no shame in my game. I mean, I, I could draw plays all day, but if if us, if we run, uh, we're not going we're not going to do too well. You know, we too old. You know, I can't do it no more. So <laughs> I need to, I need the players. I need the players. So it starts with the players. And then, of course, you know, Jackson has, is uh, the top of the HBCU and then FAM, and both of those guys are on our side. So uh, it's, it's tough picking on this side. You know, you got to play, and, and you got to be ready to play every week, and you got to beat Jackson and FAM, and, and they got to beat us. So uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, uh, I wouldn't like it any other way, man. Sure thing. Well, Coach, I, I know you said us couldn't play, but I have seen you don the helmet and, and sling it around a little bit. So you got a lively arm, so you still got something in there. So I'm not going to take that from you. Well, I was talking about y'all because I can still put it there. But y'all can't <laughs> I did see you. I did see you do that. You know, y'all, y'all recover like a blanket, man. I'm like, man, come on. I need some separation. Come on. <laughs> hey, man. All I can do is tell them, hey, man. Yeah, let me make it this time. Yeah, I'm on Honestly. good on the golf course, Coach. <laughs> we we got to take them on on the golf course. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm good at the table. With that being yeah. said, uh, I wanted to ask you about this need. You hear coaches talk about needs. Can you give us a little more information in terms of uh, what it means to go after your needs? And more importantly, how do you evaluate? What is the process from a coach's perspective of looking at your needs? Well, it's two different ones. Scholarship-wise, you know, you have to stay uh, balanced with your scholarships. So the number one need was we lost scholarship players at corners, safeties, and linebackers. So we have to replace those scholarships for those guys. Okay? Uh, and it, it changes every year, you know. Uh, like this year, we signed, I think, two offensive linemen and uh, maybe one defensive lineman. We, we didn't have any scholarships with D-line, you know. So 
you can't just go out and sign four defense linemen and you only got one scholarship at D-line. Now you got 13 scholarships at D-line and you, now you're short on linebackers or safeties. So you have to replace the scholarships to where you lose them at. Then after you do that, now like now we got spring ball. So now we evaluate uh, who our needs are after spring ball with the new signings. We still have probably five, six scholarships left. So now we'll go through spring ball and see where our needs are, our most needs are after spring ball. And we address that with the next portal after spring ball portal to, if we say, well, the receivers we signed didn't pan out. Okay, we're going to sign two more receivers. Or the corners, then one got hurt and another one didn't pan out. We got to sign two more corners. Uh, so that's how you evaluate your needs. Uh, after you get the scholarships back in line, you save a couple. And now we go through spring and we see what we got and uh, where our weakest positions are, and we sign a couple more guys to those positions. Or when anytime you get a chance to get a difference maker. If we can get a defense lineman from Clemson that's a difference maker that's going to start and be all conference, you sign him. I do. I don't know about everybody else, but I do. So, uh, you know, you get a you get a difference maker. Makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Makes sense here. With that being said, you talked a little bit about the depth of the Eastern Division. Obviously, family, Jack State at the top. You also have Alabama State, huge in-state rival in terms of the depth that's there in Valley uh, as continue to push forward and move uh, the needle in terms of what they're seeking to do. But let's talk about your overall schedule. Um, hey, Eddie, what are your Eddie, thoughts Eddie Robinson told me tell y'all, Eddie Robinson told me tell y'all, he coming. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's swag too, so I have no doubt. <laughs> he's out of Houston. Uh, and so we've gotten to know him quite a bit, and I know y'all get together, and it gets really interesting in terms of story. Yeah, that's, so that's I'll point. let him know. Tell him we're seeking him. We want to bring him on for spring uh, practicing and give him uh, some questions. Let us know how he's doing down there. But we want to make this a little special. Y'all earned it, at least in terms of the rankings uh, with the top three classes uh, as ranked by what other published that's out there, in this case, Light on Sports. So we wanted to separate uh, you all a little bit and give you a chance to talk about that. Uh, but talk about your schedule in terms of how it came together. How are you feeling about your schedule coming into next year? I like to, it's a great schedule, man. It's a great schedule. We got a lot of great football games. Uh, we start off with Vanderbilt, of course. And uh, then we have Lane. And Lane is a good D2 team. And they, they beat uh, Tennessee State last year. Yeah. So that's no, that's no cakewalk, man, you know. Uh, that'd be our home opener. Uh, and I think then we got Southern. We got to go to Southern. Got to go to Baton Rouge, man. Uh, you know how tough it is down there and play mm-hmm. Duke and those guys. Uh, that's going to be a great atmosphere, another great game. Uh, and then we come back home and play Pine Bluff uh, for our second home game. And then we got homecoming, of course, with Tuskegee. Uh, it's another, you know, it's our homecoming game, but it's not just a game that you would chalk up as a win. We have to, we got to, oh, right. to play well. We have to come out and we have to play well to win that game. Uh, and let me see. After that, who we got? Uh, Jackson. I think yeah, we got Jackson. Yeah. I think we got Jackson in Mobile. Uh, then we got a week off, and then we got the classic. We got to go. We got to play Eddie Robinson again in the classic. Uh, and then after that, we got Fam U. It was a that's classic what, matchup, man. Y'all had yeah. some good games in there. Yeah. So after that, we got we got Fam at home. Uh, and then we finish up with Bethune and uh, Valley. So. That's a great schedule, man. We got great games every week, uh, you know. But we treat them all the same anyway. We treat treat every game like it's a championship game. We we respect all the none. So 
we just got to keep getting prepared every week and roll our sleeves up and be ready to fight for, for 12 rounds, man. Mm. Be remiss if I didn't give you the last word to share anything that you want to share uh, in this space, either it's with the fans or just uh, in general. Uh, I, I just want to thank y'all, man, for y'all y'all doing a super job, HBCU. Uh, y'all y'all just doing a great job of covering us and spotlighting us and these young men. That's what it's about. Uh, it's about these young men. And, uh, you know, I, I've been at HBCU all my life, from Winston-Salem State to A&T, where I played at, to Fayetteville State for 10 years uh, as assistant coach and coordinator, to Winston-Salem State as head coach at Hampton University, now to A&M. And, uh, and that's what it's about. It's about helping these young men. Uh, develop and uh, and get ready for the real world. So uh, again, appreciate y'all for everything that y'all do to spotlight these guys uh, because that's what it's about. Everything I do is for them. Everything I do is for them, and and so and everything y'all do is for us. So I just want to say I appreciate y'all. Job y'all are doing. No doubt about it. And we appreciate you, Coach. Continue to do what you do for them. Continue to uh, provide us the opportunity to show the world what you're doing. And with that said, we hope to bring you back during spring ball, give us some updates and let us know how things were looking, uh, where you're charting the course and how things are going. So you certainly have a spot uh, during spring ball. We'll see if we can get you back on. All righty. I love it. I love it. All right. Appreciate Thanks, you, Coach. Coach. Good seeing you. We'll be right back after this last break. We'll come back on the other side and give you some updates in terms of HBCU news that's out there uh, keeping you in context. We'll be right back after this last break. People think unusual circumstances means complicated taxes. But for a TurboTax Live expert like me, it just makes things interesting. So, give us everything you've got. What if I'm a professional gamer with a ton of expenses? If they help drive views, let's talk deductions. What if I'm in a state with no income tax, but my survival videos are viewed in 38 countries? I can help. And if this is a business dinner, save those jerky receipts. An interesting life can mean an even greater refund. You do your thing. We've got your taxes. Intuit TurboTax Live. Verizon just gave us all a brand new iPhone 13. We've been customers for years. I thought new phones were for new customers. We got iPhone 13s too, switched to Verizon two minutes ago. Ours were busted, and we still got a shiny new one. Check it out. So wait, everybody gets the same great deal. I think that's the point. iPhone 13 on us for every customer. Current, new, everyone on any unlimited plan, starting at just $35. All on the network more people rely on. It's like a loot machine. All around town, trying to get down. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. And who the ball? ball? So listen to Professor Yesa and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. out on assignment so we have none other than charles bishop and ad drew drew before we get up and talk about some of these key games last weekend i just want to let brian know you can tell him that i had my shirt with it so my expectation i want to see some purple and gold i don't want to see no just no purple i don't want to see no just no gold i don't want to see no yellow i want cultural and gold with some pv on it somewhere and telling me better do that fast tracking 
Uh, if he don't have it in there, uh, he need to get the fast training for Sunday. He got a couple of days to get it right. Let I know, Mel. I know Amazon soon. Prime will get them hooked up by Sunday. I don't know if uh, if, if there any uh, local, smart man. local sports stores in Orlando, Florida, they may have some uh, PV gear. But I definitely know Amazon Prime. I have at least hooked up by Friday night, Saturday at the latest. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Charles. See, I, we told you, folks, don't play with us. I don't know what <laughs> with me. We tell you about this Texas two-step. We've been saying it for the last. 10 years. Be careful when you come over here in Texas. Take that Texas two-step. It's a hard trip. But, you know, rallies, they knew to everything. So sometimes you got to walk them in the right way. And so the fans always did get the game on Saturday with Texas Southern. So make sure you set the record straight. But that Monday, Monday madness. Yeah. Mm. And to the fans of the ONG strike zone, I apologize. I was controlling the mic. And I did not hit the mute button, and I let Brian put his foot in his mouth. <laughs> so, so I apologize to all my fellow Rattlers out there and the fans of the OG Strike Zone. I should have shut his mic off like we always say we need to do, Dr. Kabir. That's okay. <laughs> there you go. Bad producer. <laughs> they came down from Houston and Dallas. They were in the house, Texas Southern Nation mm-hmm. Arena. And they represented well. Well done. Those are things that we expect to get done. Not just football, but in basketball, because we take that seriously as well. With that being said, sticking with you, Charles, what was your biggest game uh, or two that you thought about this past weekend? And then what will be your key matchup coming up this weekend, SWAC or MIA? Uh, I think Southern getting knocked off uh, in Alabama. I, I call it barbecue trail when they uh, uh, head over to Alabama to, 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 to do that two step <laughs> with Alabama a and Yeah, with Alabama a and Alabama State. Uh, but uh, with yeah. the white barbecue sauce, uh, exactly with the white barbecue sauce. <laughs> but uh, that was surprising to me. Uh, they were playing some great basketball going into that road trip. Uh, so and it's like I mentioned, uh, when you have those second tier teams in the swag that have the ability to knock off the first tier teams, those that's what uh jumped out at me this uh weekend. And then, uh, of course, on the women's side, uh, I think just uh, Jackson State continue to do what they do on, on the swag side. Uh, That's not right. That's not yeah. right. Yeah, they, they, they come back with a vengeance. Yeah. We, we're used to them winning, but they're powerful people. So pay attention in terms of uh, the the love uh, play that they're playing in terms of team. Because the rest of the teams are really close and you see a good matchup. But every time you come to Jackson State, man, they just get after you. Yeah, and I'm still significant injury with Maya Crump, uh, not in the lineup, uh, which is uh, what. Yeah. Who was a big piece of that uh, championship team last year? Real good point. Good point. To you, uh, AD Drew, what were your thoughts? Any key matchup that stood out to you, whether it's Miak or Swack, uh, in terms of the major division and any key matchup you want to keep eyes on coming into this weekend? Well, I, I want to talk about a matchup. One was a conference matchup. One was a non-conference matchup. And I want to start off focusing on the non-conference matchup in the Michael B. Jordan Classic, which was Norfolk and Hampton. And I'm not I'm not really focusing on the ball game. It was, it was a good uh, – it was a decent ball game, a good competitive ball game. What I want to focus on is the fact that two schools that are 21 minutes apart on the <laughs> Chesapeake Bay – have played two times this basketball season. One time in Las Vegas in the Chris Paul invitation. And Saturday in Newark, New Jersey, 
in a Michael B. Jordan uh, uh, classic. So I just found that interesting that two rivals, 21 minutes apart, <laughs> took, took not one, but both of their games out of their home markets to different to to totally to totally different markets. Now for the fans in Vegas and the fans in Jersey, especially in Jersey, New New Jersey, I know both of those schools probably have a decent alumni base mm-hmm. in the in the New Jersey, uh, New York area. Uh, so, but you know, I just found that interesting when you when when you really sit and think about it. Uh, you know, and then thirteen thousand at that Michael B. Jordan event, and you heard her say it on uh, the sports rap on Sunday. 13,000, it's been some football games that some of those teams who played in that Michael B. Jordan event did not get 13,000 in the football stadium, but you got that many people in a, in a basketball Great arenas. Point. So, you know, kudos to Michael B. Jordan and the organizers of that event. But like I said, I just thought it was interesting that a, that a game that with two teams of 20 minutes apart would be a part of a classic that was in a different state that drew that kind of crowd. Good point. Good stuff. 13,451 was the uh, recorded attendance that Drew is alluding to, and you're right. That was significant. That was one of the first things that caught my eyes. Those are the things I always like to look at, and this group knows. I pointed out as soon as I saw it uh, that evening as I came up to it, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. Uh, in terms of television, it looked that way. It looked good on television. They had the Battle of the Bands, if you would, doing intermediary break. They brought Texas Southern. Ocean of Soul Band in there, Charles, uh, played between the two games and it gave some love. So I thought it was fascinating. We're going to close here, but I want to keep your eyes on a couple of games uh, in terms of what will be interesting to me this weekend. Uh, in terms of both men's and women's, that Prairie View at be fascinating to see what goes on there in terms of the Saturday mm-hmm. matchup. So I'm, I'm curious what that would look like. Obviously, that Jackson and FAMU, I'm just interesting just because of what they do on the football. Always interesting what they look like in basketball. FAMU is playing a little better. Uh, all kidding aside, they play really good at Texas Southern. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of stuff they told Jackson. you see on Monday nights, but they're playing some good basketball. Jackson, Jackson FAMU might not even get 100 Victor. points between the two teams. Yeah, they don't like to put it in the hoop. They, Neither one of them, put, so one like, of them like to put the ball in the hole. They like to be allergic to it. But on the MEAC side, another game that you certainly want to keep your eyes on that's going to be fascinating this weekend is Norfolk State and Maryland Eastern Shore. That's the one that has me real interested in terms of what's going on there. Uh, That is Saturday. Um, And so Norfolk State is coming, but Maryland Eastern Shore is showed. They're right there. That's going to be interesting. Central is really struggling with Morgan State. Another one. And then Monday. And then Monday. um, You have. Maryland Eastern Shore and Howell. Yeah. So you got top teams facing off this weekend. Things could get muddier, a little clearer. But I'm interested to see what the Hawks coming in now with the number one. Now they are the hunted versus the hunter. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what that looks like in terms of that key matchup. Also want to see your Tennessee State on the men's side. Can they continue this trend where they've won three straight? So those uh, are very interesting uh, matchups for me. Uh, that'll do it for us in terms of the show tonight. I want to say thank you for checking us out and continue to listen. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, when the top three ranked courses, I mean, classes, I should say, uh, with Coach T.C. Taylor of Jackson State University, Coach Willie Simmons of 
Florida A&M University and Connell Maynard of Alabama A&M. So I want to say thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Yannick Bill, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Watson, Charles Bitch, and A.D. Drew. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday. We'll be right back on Thursday and give you some mid-major updates. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Bill, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-H-C-A-V-I-L. Again, that's Dr. Kenyatta Bill, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-H-C-A-V-I-L. Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. That's Inside the HBC Sports Lab on YouTube and Facebook. Make sure you like and subscribe, download my JDN, my BCSN. Dream big, continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. AD Drew? Lecture. Dismiss. Yeah, I'll look.